0: Today's episode of Movie Jungle is brought to you by Pop Tarts. You want a healthy, nutritious snack? Stay away from Pop Tarts.
1: It's uh, like a, it's like a sweet calzone.
0: Exactly. Yeah, sweet calzones <laughs> from Kellogg's. All right, on with the show.
1: I meanwhile, back in the jungle. Uh-
0: All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Movie Jungle, and with me today is my co-host, Mike T.,
1: and uh, Mike, how you doing? Doing pretty well, doing pretty well. Let's just trying to survive, survive uh, the world as it is today, it's just one toilet paper run to the next. Yeah. That's, just trying to stay stocked. Yeah. Life has gotten very simple as
0: long as you have an internet connection. Um, Internet, TP. Yeah. That's really... That's all you need. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, today we got a good one for you guys. I'm excited about it. It's an idea I've had for a bit, and we decided to tackle it today. We're going to discuss some of the most iconic cars and other vehicles in cinema, because that's all part of the cool world-building stuff that I love. But, uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about some really awesome vehicles. Guarantee we'll miss some of your favorites, so please let us know what we leave out um, and you can do that on the Instagram and on the Twitter, uh, just at The Movie Jungle. Um, and oh. if you want to yell at us in a mo- in a review, go ahead. Leave a review on um, iTunes. I don't think Spotify has reviews yet for their podcast. I could be wrong about that. But um, yeah, leave us a review and uh, we'll read it on the podcast. So, Or my favorite, email me. Email us and I'll we'll 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 read your email on the podcast and tell yeah, we're still tell you our, how right you are and relinquish
1: our job to you. You know the inbox has been f- overflowing with emails, but not very many of them are actually safe to read on the air. Right, so right. We're still waiting for the first at least PG rated comment yeah. that we can read.
0: They're either the wildly inappropriate or completely like government redacted, mostly just black lines with occasional yeah. words here and there.
1: So a lot of them are talking about Brian's Brian silky smooth voice, though.
0: Yeah. Well. Yeah, those are some of the inappropriate ones. Um. Anyways, so that's what we got lined up for today, and then um, depending, I guess, how long that takes, we might do another fun episode of unnecessary sequels. So, without any further ado, let's get to the
2: news.
1: Newscast. <laughs> uh, We're workshopping it. Yeah. it's on the whiteboard. Yeah,
0: why edit? <laughs> why edit that in? You could just do it on the fly. Um, I got a quick first first bit of news for us today. Wonder Woman three will likely be Patty Jenkins' last film in the series. What a what a bombshell that is!
1: Total bombshell. Because
0: the second one's not even out yet. <laughs> so I'm not thinking about Wonder Woman three at the moment. Um. Who knows Who's where? Like, I was just gonna say, who knows where DC will be, where Wonder Woman will be by the time they're actually filming Wonder Woman three.
1: Uh, so I've just discovered through the power of the internet, yes, that is required in this day and age. That Patty Jenkins is the director of Wonder Woman. Yes, she is. I knew that. Now, now I know that. Now I know that.
0: Yeah, you've always known for the last couple seconds. Yes, um, it's been,
1: it's been a lifelong knowledge. For
0: 12 seconds right the entirety okay. of that time but yeah so she's uh she's done an awesome job and she's a great director and apparently she's cool to work with and stuff but cool yeah so she's uh she's out well, after three i guess i don't understand the benefit of like deciding that now that's so far in the future
1: yeah it's not uncommon though for a lot of people to not want to be typecast yeah i guess maybe it's harder to be typecast as a director rather than a than an actor since she's not on screen but i don't know maybe she doesn't want to be known as just blockbuster lady yeah she might have other art projects that she wants to go work on yeah for sure i'm sure different types of movies i'm I'm hoping that's the case i'm i'm hoping over the next several years or whenever wonder woman 3 gets gets done and and released that she's had a better impact on all of the DCEU um so that they can just as a whole sort of putting out better movies.
0: Yeah, yeah, I hope so. She's she seems to be doing a good job so far. And the second one looks like it has a lot of style and just it. more importantly looks
1: like it's its own thing. It's not trying to fit in any specific box. So we'll see. I'm still I'm still convinced. I did like the first one. I'm still convinced that the reason Wonder Woman was so good is that it it, it perfected the Marvel formula. Yeah that so many other dc movies tried and couldn't do well
0: marvel i think maybe marvel might have just perfected the comic book movie formula and For and sure. now we call it the marvel formula
1: that's <laughs> true there are other good ones that don't follow that like the dark knight trilogy and stuff Very but Anyway, true
0: anyway so yeah patty jenkins uh after wonder woman 3 um she's out so don't don't get that tattoo just yet <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, so I found a piece of interesting news. Oh. Um, it's Apparently it's on the fence, whether or not this might actually happen. Yes. But reportedly, the seventh Mission Impossible movie, which I don't think I've seen any past the third one.
0: Okay. We'll have to do some Mission Impossible stuff on here someday.
1: Yeah, I know they've come out with a couple since the last one I saw. Or, I mean, a couple good ones. Yeah, for they've sure. They've actually come out with several but reportedly Mission Impossible 7 will include a sequence where they're going to blow up a 111 year old Polish bridge and it is um the center of a firestorm of controversy in Poland yeah um re- the the government has been noncommittal in saying whether or not it's going to be blown up the studio is pretty certain they're going to blow it up <laughs>
0: What a weird.
1: Okay, and there's a picture of it I would, on the on Sci-Fi Wire. I would like to be uh, very. It's kind of a gorgeous bridge. It's like yeah. it's, uh, it's 500 foot tall suspension railway bridge. Wood bridge mm. looks neat. Uh, looks very picturesque. But I thought that was kind of interesting. Like I said, the studio's pretty certain they're gonna blow it up. <laughs>
2: I'm looking
0: at the picture that you're talking about And if you guys want to find it Just search for Mission Impossible 7 bridge But um <laughs> Why is this even on the table It's a movie You're going to blow up a 100 year old bridge for a movie This is the stupidest well, thing forget, I've ever
1: heard Do you remember when Sidbad blew up A, blew up a uh, hotel on New Year's Eve In like 1999 or 2000 <laughs> No I don't remember that <laughs> Yeah So there's precedence <laughs> what? Wait what <laughs> <laughs> you didn't remember that as a explain kid. Explain
0: this in. But why did he do that?
1: It was like instead of doing fireworks, they blew up an old hotel or like an old casino in Las Vegas or something. But was it a hundred years old? <laughs> no. Well,
0: <laughs> nothing. But I'm saying there's there's kind of there's precedence. a small amount of precedence, Yeah. I don't know. I mean, the bridge. I just think you shouldn't. You, we have such good technology. <laughs> we have such good CGI, and I know Mission Impossible tries to. Do tries to
1: do practical effects but brian brian do we had this conversation like two episodes i thought you were gonna say they're gonna blow how... up tom
0: cruise <laughs> that's how he was gonna retire
1: weren't we just talking about in the last couple episodes how much we miss practical effects yes i just i just said i said do miniature do it miniature do a practical miniature <laughs> no blow it. this up. is our
0: fault <laughs> We're gonna they're gonna start next time someone wants to make a movie about like demolishing the White House, it's gonna be our fault that the real thing is gonna get blown
1: up. Yeah, I'm excited.
0: Yeah, I don't think the the White House isn't very
1: precious to me. They could build something cooler. Uh, Well, they already blew it up in 1997. The aliens did. That's true. That's we can build another. Yeah, everything
0: since then's just been a lie. Um. Wow, that's crazy. That's a good news story. I hope they don't. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, unless po- the people in Poland don't care, I guess. Like, if they really don't care, then. But it sounds like a good chunk of them care. Um, anyways, next bit of news: Marvel's Shang Chi um, is back to work. They're filming again. So, if you work on the set of Marvel's Shang Chi, you- turn this podcast off and get see your job because it's happening again. I know you <laughs> thought you were still on vacation, but you're not anymore. So
1: Shang-Chi, I'm not familiar with that. Which one's that Shang-Chi?
0: one? Shang-Chi? Uh he's the yeah. uh the the movie's called Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. So Shang-Chi's just like this awesome kung fu master and um obviously you're familiar with the Ten Rings a little bit from your old school Marvel mm-hmm. comics reading days and so we're going to I think we're going to get a real Mandarin in this movie instead of the fake Mandarin we got in Iron Man 3. Um yeah. So Nice. I'm actually really excited for this one. And they're obviously doing a good job of like they're not gonna whitewash any of the cast and um, yeah, I think Hollywood I think most people in Hollywood have learned their lesson. I'm sure we'll still see the occasional mistake there, but uh seems to be getting better. But um yeah, so they're back to they're back at it. And Aquafina's in it. I love Aquafina. Do you know who that is? No. Uh she's a hilarious Asian girl, lady, woman. uh, Girl, lady, woman. Confirmed. I'll th- girl, yeah. sure. Uh, <laughs> no, she, you know, yeah. in 2020,
1: you can never be too sure. She's an
0: actress that's so funny. Like, she's just like, I don't know how to even describe her. Um, She was in Crazy Rich Asians, which is really good. Really funny movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, she's just like a very entertaining. But then also when she gets serious, like I've seen her play roles where she's serious the whole time. And then you find out. And then like she'll get funny at the end of the movie or something, and yeah, big fan of Aquafina. She's dope. She's in it. Nice. So yeah, cool stuff.
2: Cool, cool.
1: Um, I got I got a little bit of a downer here. Oh no! Oh, I know what you're gonna say. A little bit. Diabetes. Wilfred Brimley. Yeah. Well known for his. very Utah pronunciation of diabetes yes. um, passed away yesterday yep saw that which I mean he was 85 he lived a good long life and after struggling with diabetes for 40 years Oof. I mean he really he really did well yeah. um, but he had he'd had some really tremendous roles and I think he's deserved to be remembered for more than diabetes I remember from Cocoon um, that's the uh, that's probably Cocoon. the first thing I remember him from. Cocoon, he was great. The thing I remember him most from uh, was he was Doctor Blair in The Thing. And someday we're going to do The Thing on this podcast. Yeah, we talked about it. Um, and he does a tremendous job as uh, one of the scientists um, dealing with this horrible situation. So he was just, yeah, he was. I mean, he he definitely didn't do a ton of roles. Yeah but he was really that's, beloved uh, like
0: especially for someone that has a minimal filmography as far as like notable roles and memorable movies like yeah he's was just like a super lovable likable nice guy like yeah so yeah. that sucks that's sad 84 86 what six. What'd you say no uh, right 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 between 85, 85. there you go <laughs> uh that's <laughs> yeah as they say in australia that's good innings it's that's a, that's a that's a good <laughs> Uh, it's a good run. Good job, Mr. Brimley. Yeah. So, that's sad. Um, well, uh, so let's see. We'll go from your sad news to what I consider to be very happy news. So, yeah. Happy news. Um, I'm a very, very big Jurassic fan. Uh, just the time period, Earth's history, I think it was far superior to modern age. I think that the lack of technology and, more importantly, the lack of humans. Was was really really working for the Earth, but um, now Jurassic World Dominion um, has welcomed back Sam Neill. Dr. Alan Grant is back at it
1: again, and that makes me so happy. I just I just want I'm I'm excited for that, but man I I want um, I just hope they make it more of a horror movie. I
0: think it will be. So I'm actually really confident that Dominion is going to be like a great. I think it's going to get a lot of positive feedback. And the reason I'm confident is because the way they left um, Fallen Kingdom. Because Fallen Kingdom started off as like a standard Jurassic movie. It was pretty fun. Crazy stuff happened on the island. And then we all cried when that tall dinosaur fell into the ocean. And then it turned into like a horror movie in a mansion. It was like two completely separate movies. I liked both halves of it but it was pretty stark difference between the two, but it left it to where these dinosaurs are just roaming around in the California wilderness. And I love the idea of them like trying to track down some of the more, you know, the ones that pose more of a threat or whatever. I don't know. I mean, I don't know where they're going to go with it, but the fact that the dinosaurs are on the mainland and they, we've already seen a whole movie about them in Los Angeles makes me hope they won't just focus on that like oh yeah. dinosaur in a city it was awesome we saw it once it was very entertaining we don't need more of
1: that i think this is i think this is their chance to do a, a yeah, godzilla crossover <laughs> this is their chance
0: <laughs> so now we're never jurassic but i don't know we'll see but they got they got alan grant back at it and that can only be a good thing in my opinion because sam neil's a legend <laughs> he's so good his filmography is crazy. If you look up Sam Neill's movies, he's been in, he's done so much more than you would think off the top of your head. He always pops up and stuff. I'm like, oh, I forgot Sam Neill was in this. But yeah. anyways, I can't wait for Jurassic Three. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's good news for dinosaur fans. And I got, I got one more piece of news for us real quick. Um, and then we'll and then okay. we'll. Well, oh, I got, you got another I got one? one more? Yeah, here. Also. Yeah, we'll, I do. we'll alternate. It, it, I'll, you it, do your news, then I'll do my news.
1: Yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got? Uh, well, so it wouldn't be a uh, a news segment with Mike T unless there was a little bit of Star Touché. Wars news. Um, so here, here's a list of everything that we know is coming out, with a small list of things that are rumored okay. to come out. So of course we obviously know that there's going to be a season two to the right, Mandalorian. and that's the whole list of what we know, right? <laughs> right. Well, no, there's also uh, the Obi Wan Kenobi show is definitely Very excited happening about that. Actually, uh, we just don't have a t- we just don't have a title mm-hmm. to it yet. I hope they call it the Obi Wan um, Kenobi yeah. show, like it's a talk show. And Disney heard the internet's cries. That if it was not and McGregor, then there's no business yep. ever doing it. So, of course, we all know Ian McGregor is returning yep. for that role. Um, and the best part is is that he's like, they don't even have to put any makeup on him. He's like the perfect age for what he would be yeah, in that show. That was perfect.
0: <laughs> I hope this, I hope that happens to um, so the cast of Harry Potter and they can film The Cursed Child someday. Like in like 10 yeah. years, they'll all just be the right age for it. And so I think it's actually six years from now. But give or take it would be like the perfect time to do it, but yeah, it's very fortunate,
2: yeah,
1: um, we know they're doing a cassian andor show yep. true, true, true um, they were supposed to start filming this year, but the pandemic has likely affected those plans uh also hasn't been titled also have uh Diego Luna is gonna reprise his his role mm-hmm. um they haven't confirmed if k is going to be in it, but he's probably will be. I hope so. I liked him. I thought it was funny. Yeah. Uh, we do know that Mon Moth was going to be in it. Nice. Uh, moving on. So just released, what, a la- uh, week before last, The Bad Batch. Um, it's just another series set right after the Clone Wars, following Troopers. This one caused, a, this announcement caused a little bit of Uh, controversy online. A lot of people were bummed that they're not creating more content around the sequel trilogy. Yeah. Um, My theory is that Disney is slowly starting to move away from the sequels and they're going to, they're, they're banking off of people's growing nostalgia for the prequels. And then of course, everybody's love for the originals. I think, I think you
2: could content. be right about
0: that. I think that they—they're not dumb. They understand the lukewarm response to episode eight and nine, and um, that's probably putting it nicely. But the so maybe staying away from that and leaving room for retconning and stuff is probably a wise decision um, instead of just yeah. building enough so much lore around it that it's concrete. Um, however, I I've liked Clone Wars a lot. I liked Rebels a lot. I'm not super excited for this just cause like that time period, we've kind of beaten, beaten to death. Like I'm yeah, kind of, true. I'm good on th- I'm sure it'll be entertaining or whatever, but, and maybe they'll, they'll, I mean, the team behind it is so good that I'm sure it'll be great, but I don't know. The idea doesn't get me excited, but I'm hopefully the execution yeah. will.
1: I just, I, my, me personally, I struggle to get overly enthusiastic about animated yeah. Star Wars. Um, to me, it's just it's it's always been about the live yeah. action stuff. That's that's fair. Um, let's see. After that, we have the rumored Taika Waititi Star oh, Wars. Oh, I don't even movie. care what it is. I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> I love him so much. So there's there's three Star Wars movies on un- it or. A semi-announced, I guess, by Disney that are scheduled for release in 2023, 2025, yeah. and 2027. My guess is that 2023... They just I pushed push it back? back. It was 2022, uh, and then like a month ago they pushed it back a year. So... Yeah. um, It's largely expected that first one's going to be Taika Waititi. Yep. Let's see. They don't have... And, and there's nothing else. To say. I wonder if that's going to be, the uh, the old republic. Story. I don't
0: know. That's so. From what I, my assumption of the old republic is that it's like, very, like serious, epic, a little bit darker Star Wars, and those things don't really fit Tyka, unless I'm totally wrong. I haven't read the old. I haven't played the old republic, or like I'm not familiar with the vibe and the canon. But it seems to me like. I would, be more, I would more expect something just completely random from Taika. Like, just a time period or a group of characters that we've never seen before. That's what I'm hopeful yeah. for. Because, like, it's fun when things tie in I, organically. But when we just keep dipping back into the same pool for every single new Star Wars story, it, it gets a little stale. Like, give me some new characters. Give me a new time period. That's true.
1: That could just be a symptom of, you know what? They're just make. They're just trying to make too much content. Yeah. Disney paid four billion dollars plus stock for this for this property, and they want to make every dime they can off of it. And I called this back in twenty whenever when it happened that they're going to just saturate the market, and yeah. it's not going to be as good. Although, I do think you know what I mean. It, it's hard to it's hard to imagine a proper trilogy, even though it's not going to center around like the Skywalker mm-hmm. story. But it's hard to imagine doing a trilogy of movies that don't involve like Jedi and Sith. I think you can definitely
0: still involve Jedi and Sith, but just don't focus around the ones we already know. Like it can be on the other side of the galaxy. Like what do you, like if like if there's Jedi in this galaxy, then there's probably Jedi in another galaxy, right? Like it can I don't know. It can be just sure. so far away or such a far off time period that it can just be its own thing. But I think you're Right about the saturation of it, but I would say it always comes down to the same thing for all movies. If you just make good movies, people will be happy. (laughs) Like if, if episode eight and nine were just really good, we wouldn't be having this conversation about oversaturation.
1: So just make good stuff.
0: Uh,
1: There's also a rumor that that Taika YTT movie might be produced by Marvel Studios, Kevin Kevin, how do you? What's his last Feige. name? Fiji? Feige, Feig, yeah. Feige. Um, that might be interesting. Yeah,
0: that I'm. I'm. I mean, his track record is insane. So that would be, hopefully, really good. But is that it for the potential Star Wars you
1: got? Uh, Mandalorian spinoffs, a potential movie from J.D. Dillard. Okay. Um and let's see potentially a Lando Calrissian show or maybe.
0: Okay. I mean I liked his portrayal of Lando Calrissian. I think that might fall into the category of like don't really feel like I need it, but if they want to pick up some of the storylines that I got excited about from Solo, that might be kind of cool. Um and maybe a TV show is a better way for them to do that. I don't know.
1: I feel like I feel like uh Disney's Star Wars Studios might be going the YouTube route of anything is
2: content yep. at this point. <laughs> it's
1: possible. <laughs>
0: Everything is content. <laughs> yeah. And now that, I mean, now that Disney Plus is so like ingrained already, it's like synonymous with Netflix already that they'll just yeah. put whatever they want up there. So, um, anyways, it's true. speaking of Disney, our last news story is a bit of a clarification from a beloved Disney Pixar franchise uh recently the director of the third toy story movie was asked on twitter um if toys how long can toys live or like are they are toys immortal basically was the question on twitter and the director of toy story yeah very important important question question. uh do you have a guess before i give you the director's answer what do you think what is your assumption are Uh, the toys immortal
1: I honestly never really thought about it, but my guess yeah. would be, yeah,
0: um, that's pretty close. They, I mean, what he said sure. was, um, "It's Lee Unk, Unkrich." Unkrich, uh, he, he said they live as long as they exist, but if they were to be utterly destroyed, say in an incinerator, game over. So, so and obviously that feeds like the plot of the movie that he directed is the third one where they're like falling into that incinerator. So, so I use that example, but. So, yeah, it fits. I mean, it shows, like, Sid puts the toys together, like, he mashes, like, mixes heads and stuff, and they're still alive. So, you know, it, I don't think the toys know that they're, that they're like, basically immortal, though, because they're, like, afraid to fall from high heights and stuff or, like, get hit by a car. When the reality is, like, you just fix yeah. it. But it is, like, yeah. a, it's, like, really inconvenient, though, to, just, like, sew your arm back on, so... Yeah, I was trying to I mean who that. wants to do that, but anyways, clarification on the immortality of the toys and Toys R Us. Um, yeah, I feel like that. I felt like that was pretty necessary for us to be able to all move on with our lives.
1: Yep, some questions just exactly. need to have answers.
0: One of these questions is: What are the best vehicles in movies? What are the most memorable ones? What are the biggest ones and the littlest? We're not going to answer all that, but um.
1: That's a good. Thank you. A good segue. <laughs> we 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 had that queued up, guys. We yep. practiced that before. Totally.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah. anyways, so let's let's do it. I love movie vehicles. I'm obsessed with movie vehicles. Sometimes I care more about the vehicles than the movie itself. And like some movies are bigger than the or some vehicles in movies are bigger than the movie itself. Just about. So um, let's get into it. Uh we probably, we both have a separate list we made ahead of time. We prepared this episode so, you know, give us like a like and a subscribe or whatever. Do some nice internet things for us cuz we put some extra effort into this one. Um but we so I think we'll just go down our <laughs> list. We'll take turns and when we overlap, we'll just talk about that one together and I think I'm going to cross them off as we go so that I don't double up on accident. But okay. I'm going to lead things off. I'm just going to start with my personal favorite movie vehicle from any franchise. I know you, what it are is. You, are you confident?
1: I'm confident that it's also the top of my list.
0: Okay. what is? What do you think it is? The DeLorean. It's not the DeLorean. No. It's not no, the DeLorean. The DeLorean's oh, very wow. high. Um, and I, at the end of this, we'll make a half-assed attempt to rank them. Because so, people love to yell at people about their rankings. So... Um, my favorite movie vehicle is the speeder bikes from Return of the Jedi those brown okay. speeder bikes like that's just the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life like they go so fast you're just floating above the ground a little bit. It's just such a perfect like amount of futuristic to imagine doing that someday I don't know, and then mixed with just like my love of that movie and like the jungliness of it. yeah, I love speeder bikes so much. Yeah.
1: Nice. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. I think my, most of my list are yep. cars, um, with a couple that aren't.
0: Yeah, I've got I've got a good mix. I got a good mix on here. The speeder bike, obviously not. You know, I have seen um, people do. They make like choppers, like motorcycles, and they customize them to look just like the speeder bikes in Star Wars, and it's actually pretty yeah. epic. Like I've seen some of them where they've done like an incredible job. And like that's just got to like where the stance like you sit on it the same the handlebars are in the same place like that's got to feel potentially uncomfortable but so cool like the child inside of you just freaking out.
1: For sure, yeah. that would be. Pretty but anyway,
0: so speeder bikes are the my probably my favorite. Um, yeah.
1: So what what do what do you what do you got for us? Um. So let's see. So we got. So obviously we have the iconic. DeLorean DMC twelve from Very Back to the iconic. Future. Uh stainless oh. steel. Just such a memorable it's car. So beautiful. Um it was such a perfect fit for that movie, like futuristic enough, but still super it's probably the most eighties car I can yeah, think of. Easily. It's not
0: even close. <laughs> like like I might think of yeah. some of like the eighties Ferraris or Lambos, but not not before the DeLorean. Yeah. Um, and then, hold on, so hold on, I also we can't have... move on from the DeLorean that quick. First of all, it flies. Eventually it, it does flies. Fly. It runs on like biodiesel essentially.
1: Yeah. It just runs off of bananas garbage and whatever. <laughs> it just
0: has a garbage chute. Yeah. 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 It's just and, a and it's one of the ones like, I do you think of all the, We'll see, but it's probably the one where it's the closest to being bigger than the movie it's in, and the only reason it isn't definitively bigger than the movie it's in is because Back to the Future is an incredible movie, also. Like, you put that car, that memorable of a car, in any ordinary movie, and
1: it's that's all people remember about it. But. Yeah. Yeah, well, and not to mention, like, it had such a big role to play in those movies, besides just
0: existing yeah, and looking true.
1: sweet. Um. Yeah. So that's that's an incredible entry. Of
0: course, that's a good one. Um. All right. So the next one I got on here, uh, also not a car, uh, the Millennium Falcon.
1: Yep. I mean, oh, absolutely, of course, said. it's the Millennium Falcon. It's. I mean, how can you not put something that can do the castle rung in, what eleven, yeah, 11 parsecs point
0: something. <laughs> I lo- I still love how they like clearly thought it was a metric of time at one point, and then realized later on that the internet had made everyone wiser, and now they need to backtrack it in a whole movie. That's probably why they made the solo movie, just so they could fix that one line.
1: Do they fix it in that movie? I know they they had already fixed it in either yeah, the books they fixed or the comic it in the books, movie. well before, well before. Yeah, they so do actually do a really know. good job. So, like
0: there are things you knew you were going to see in that movie that were like not surprising, and that was one of them. You knew you'd see the Kessel run, but yeah. uh, they do a good job of like correcting their mistake. So
1: yeah, Millennium yeah.
0: Falcon. I mean, it's gorgeous and it's incredible.
1: It's probably it's got to be. I mean, it's the most iconic ship of all yeah, of Star Wars, and,
0: and no question. I mean, the only.
1: I probably say I probably say that it's mm-hmm. the Millennium Falcon and then like your typical yep. star destroyer and then the x-wing? uh and then the, the fighter, x-wing yeah. and then the tie For fighter sure.
0: yeah those are all also really really great um yeah so millennium falcon was the next one i had what else you
1: got um so again my list is pretty much all cars but the the mustang has been especially this, the some of the old '60s, late '60s Mustangs have been iconic parts of lots of movies. Yep. But for me, the best showing of a Ford Mustang in a movie is the '68 Ford Mustang GT390 Fastback from Bullet. Okay. Uh, it's green. It's one of the best car movies has been ever made. Uh, it has the best car driving actor of all time steve mcqueen in it and steve mcqueen's best movie it just edges I out thought, eleanor i really thought
0: you were, 60 say eleanor. you were setting us up i heard fastback and i was like okay here it comes ella
1: what bullet <laughs> yeah so that so eleanor is a 67 right. shelby mustang oh, okay. gt500 um also another great uh great car movie yeah. fantastic car movie but I'm just—I'm such a big yeah. Steve McQueen geek. Um, the bullet beats it out for me, and I just love it's such a—it's awesome. such a slick that's looking a, car. That's a really good
0: one. Uh, that's really good because I have a feeling you're gonna hit a lot, a lot of ones that I would have forgot. Like I wouldn't have—I wouldn't have mentioned that just from being ignorant to that movie and Steve McQueen in general. So I, I love that.
1: Yeah, oh, it's got—it's got one of the best chase scenes of all time. It's awesome.
0: It's um, um, yeah, that's dope. So I promise, mine are not all from Star Wars, by the way. But my next one is.
2: <laughs> it's. <laughs> I thought that was a Star Wars it's, geek. Here. It's Luke's
0: land speeder. <laughs> I'm obsessed with it. It's so sick. It is. It's like, so cool. I just love how I think I, I'm really attracted to the stuff that's like super futuristic, but also just serving a practical purpose. And like that's what it is. Like that's just what he like to have. It's this old pile of crap land speeder.
1: You know what I'm curious is, like, what, like, how nice is that land speeder in the Star Wars universe? Is that, like, is I assume that, like, it's a horrible. Lexus It's, like, they don't even take that, care of it. Or is it, like, an 87 yeah, no, Camry that's, or
0: something? Well, depending on who you ask, an 87 Camry is <laughs> awfully special. But, um, the... That is true. I would say that it's, yeah, it's, like it's almost Pinto certainly a piece of garbage, because it's, like, the paint on it sucks, like, they don't appear to be wealthy, like so I just assume that compared to the other vehicles in that movie, like when we, in the prequels, when we see, we finally see other speeders and, um, you see finally like really nice ones and stuff. And when they're on Coruscant. And so based on that, I would assume that that land speeder that Luke has is just like real old and it's just whatever they could find. But, um,
1: yeah, that's true. Maybe it's like, cause he, cause he's a, cause he's a farmer, yeah. right? He's a moisture farmer. So maybe it's like the Star Wars universe version of of like a seven, of like an old 76 yeah, probably. pickup or something.
0: Just like, I don't know what's older. My parents are this vehicle that just is a part of this farm. Um, yeah. So that's a good one. Uh, I'm going to do a quick honorable mention since we're talking about the land speeders to the speeder, the blue speeder car. I forget what it's called in the solo movie that they drive that chase in the beginning uh, I love the design of that, too. Yeah. That's so sick. So. Cool.
1: So. I've I've blocked most of the videos. <laughs> I know. I know. I we'll, really we'll
0: have a good discussion about it someday.
1: Um. Okay, so... Just to How much back are people, to, people to already my, yelling at my, us right my... now?
0: How do you not mention this right away? No Batmobile yet? Uh,
1: <laughs> I have... I have... I, so I... I have the Batmobile. I figured on my I figured list. we'll talk about the all the batmobiles
0: one. together whenever we get to
1: it uh, okay, we just bring it up right now, so obviously the Batmobile in a general license yeah. is super iconic in all the iterations of bat vehicles what are this the bat <laughs> the bat flyer, flyer. Bat <laughs> the classic <laughs> bat flyer. <laughs>
2: yeah or like the bat torpedo the or bat, the bat
1: Sub or whatever it was called, but I mean uh, <laughs> yeah. obviously the tumbler from the uh yeah. Christopher Nolan movies uh really iconic, really probably surprising, nobody was expecting oh so su- I that.
0: remember when that was revealed, people were kind of mad because like that is not what a batmobile looks like what is this just like a this is like a military batman, and like but, it I mean, everyone thought it looked cool because it's objectively cool looking.
1: Yeah. And, like, super practical, if you think about it. I mean, why would Batman, in a modern setting, be in this super flamboyant, like, winged, elongated yeah. Ferrari For or whatever? For sure. <laughs> he, he would be driving this, like, high-speed tactical cross. Yeah, this Batman
0: wasn't trying to stop a half-Penguin man from killing the mayor, so different, different uh, use case for sure. But I will say a little more. Like I again, I'm not going to get into it right now because we'll do a Batman episode. But it would have added a, a little bit more campiness that I think that series needed to have it be, or maybe have a different version that was a little bit campy. Which uh, the, ver- the 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 Bat Jet or whatever they call it in the Christopher Nolan series. Is it shaped a little bit like the Batman logo or not at all?
1: I don't remember. I just remember it looking like a giant person. Yeah. think like you're probably
0: right. But also, uh, the Tumblr huge bonus points for turning into the coolest motorcycle ever committed to screen. Like that is. S- yeah. With like yeah. The that was so or sick. Yeah. So, yeah, Batmobiles. So, that's... I mean, that's a huge one. The Batmobile from... um, The ones that we grew up with, you know, like, from the um, Tim Burton movies and then the Joel Schumacher Schumacher movies. To me, like, that's what a Batmobile is. It's a ridiculous, long, winged Cadillac with a jet engine. (laughs) Like, that's what it
1: is. That's what what he drives. He's got to get there fast. That's how you do that. I just remember this... I remember this one scene, in, uh, shoot, what Probably was that Batman. Batman's name? Uh, Probably Bruce Wayne. No. no are ta- are uh, you talking about?
0: Are you talking about Batman Beyond?
1: Because
0: he, he has a dope car no, too. I'm, talking, I'm trying to think uh, about the George Clooney.
1: Yes, it was the George Clooney one. Whichever one that one was. Uh, that was the fourth one. Is that Batman one, Beyond? I want to say. Am I wrong? Um, there there's this scene where he's like pulling into this like cramped street or alley. And, and I think he's going to like, to go p- pick up Robin. Cause he just realized that Robin yeah. got out and is in a bunch of trouble. Uh, and he's oh, like, Oh, is that when Robin joins that like street tiny... hockey gang or whatever they are? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. yeah okay. we will, we will. I got to rewatch these movies, but he's like, he's like pulling down this alley that's, as narrow as the car itself and it's this this massive thing with a, with a yep. huge jet engine on the back of it and it was like it's, this a w- is so it's the worst yeah he would have been better <laughs> off the, on a Huffy this is the worst <laughs> this is the worst possible choice of vehicle to bring <laughs> into this situation it can barely fit down for here for sure
0: and like the turning radius on that thing are you kidding me <laughs> it's be quarter, like a mile. quarter mile on all of them. They're just like <laughs> huge, long-winged, jet-powered Cadillacs, but they looked beautiful and they made for good McDonald's toys. So, yeah, uh, no complaints for me on that one. So, um, yeah, so we checked off Batman. Uh, so next up is another one of my absolute favorites, like top three for sure, the Jurassic Park Jeep, and I think that. That one is just, it's more about, it's just so iconic. Oh, it's yeah. not even a, a special or unique vehicle at all. I, it's a straight up, it's a 1992 Jeep Wrangler Sahara edition. That's, that's all cool. it is with a sticker on it.
1: So I'm going to, I'm going to piggyback on this one and add my selection from Jurassic Park. Yeah, the 1992 the Ford, Explorer. Ford Explorer. Is it like the
0: EXT or something? That's getting, <laughs> that's in the weeds a little bit, but. <laughs> yep. Yeah. 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 With the, with the glass. Uh, while we're here. The one I have written down from The Lost World, the Mercedes ML 320. Underrated Jurassic vehicle. It had yeah. like the awesome bars on the window and the camo paint job. And I mean the Mercedes badge on the front. uh, was pretty cool. But yeah, those those vehicle the Jurassic vehicles in general, those three especially, so so cool. Um so iconic would love nothing more than to have like so much money that I can buy one of those, make it a perfect screen replica and just add some of the creature comforts that we've gotten used to in driving these days, or just put a straight up electric engine in one of them or something. Like I don't even need air conditioning or like a backup camera. Just give me an electric motor in a Jeep Wrangler that looks exactly like the one in the movie. And I would be so happy, (laughs) but yeah, so Jurassic, uh, yeah, for me those are all like you know especially the Jeep is on the on the Mount Rush more of movie vehicles for me. Yep. Uh
1: yeah. Um I got so We just got I, from three a knocked iconic... off my list,
0: so you're gonna do two in a row.
1: <laughs> all right. So I got uh an iconic one from um every one of every, one of everybody's favorite like yep. high school grow up movies the 1961 ferrari gt250 oh, swb yeah. california spider Ferris Bueller, so good yeah, that's such
0: a good one like they go
1: s- <laughs> they just they, they just can't. yeet out the window right just at the end yeet of it yeeted it out the
0: window uh they go so they make such an effort to like make you respect the shit out of that car and like this car is the most uh, important know. car that's ever been made, and it's you must worship it. And the dude takes it for the test drive, and that is yep. amazing. And like, yeah, it's so good. That's such a good one. That's a very good selection. Yep. What's your next one?
1: It's oh a great, my god, I it's love a great that movie. movie too. I absolutely love that movie. I'm a, like '80s Matthew Broderick. Just, I, I mean, I'm just a big nerd yeah. for '80s John Hughes movies as far as i'm concerned was that a john hughes 80s movie for anything that for for some for reason that i wasn't didn't sci-fi. That. i yeah. thought like he
0: i i know 16 candles if it,
1: if it was a movie that involved if it was a movie that involved high schoolers it and it was shot in the 80s yeah there's like an 80 percent
2: chance i knew he it was, was 16 candles and he's
0: breakfast club too right okay I guess for some reason, I yeah. never. I guess I don't think of Ferris Bueller as like a high school movie because the majority of the day they're not at school, but it clearly is a high school
1: movie.
2: Hmm.
1: Weird. Yeah. It's great. Uh, what else did he do? Um, he, he did the first, uh, he did blah, yep. blah, blah. He did Christmas Vacation. Um, Christmas vacation Get is good. I can't pink, wait for the. I can't
0: train. wait to do like seasonal stuff on the podcast with you. Dennis like when Menace. Halloween rolls around and we do like Halloween movies and horror and stuff and like. Yeah. Christmas so movies. We're gonna do
1: Santa Slay, and we're gonna do. Yeah. We're gonna do Ernest. Day's <laughs> we're gonna do Ernest's <laughs> Christmas. <favorite> Christmas movie. <laughs>
2: I'm into, I mean, my I'm into
0: Christmas it. My favorite. Christmas <laughs> I, I used to love Ernest. I'm. I'm. I've forgotten most of it. I'm excited to check it out again, though. Um, yeah. <laughs> what's the next? Ernest P. Worrell.
1: Um, okay, so I have... I think you have more left than me.
0: I think technically I have 10 if I include my honorable mentions.
1: I have the classic 1959 Cadillac Miller Meteor also known as yep. ecto 1 yep. from Kudos ghostbusters.
0: For, you looked it up. You you outshine me on this one cuz I have that on my list as well obviously. But I just wrote ecto mobile. Um yeah. It's uh, a 59 Cadillac Miller-Meteor. I'm sorry. Brain fart, you okay. You don't know that? Um yeah, ecto ecto 1. What a legend. What an absolute legend. So good. Yeah. Um, I can't bring this up without bringing up how bitter I am that I joined Rocket League. I started playing Rocket League like five months after they, or less than five months after they removed the ability to purchase the Ecto 1 and the DeLorean and the Jurassic Park Jeep in like the DLC store. So I'm like this giant movie fan nerd playing this game that has no access to those vehicles because they're not tradable either. But yeah, Ecto 1s. So. Yeah. Well, let's let's hope yeah. it goes free it to play is a little bit. Of August, pick them up or something. It. So, but anyways, the um, Ecto yep. One. I love the. I, th- I think I forget about it sometimes, but how the seat slides out—that it's got like a gunner seat in the passenger seat. Yeah, I think I don't know if they do oh, it in the yeah. first movie. Maybe they only do it in the second movie. But I forget it off the top of my head. So cool, such a cool car, so iconic. I love how slapped together it is. Like.
1: Yeah, I do. I do love how it's uh, like it wasn't their first choice. Obviously, if they could yeah. have, they probably would have picked a better car, or like a yeah. truck or a van. Yeah, or something. for sure. But like if they had like, a this budget, is what we could get. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they would have been driving ambulance car. Like what? Let's see. In
0: the eighties, they they would have just bought like yeah, some big Chevy pickup and equipped it with a bunch of equipment or whatever. But um, all right, so I'm gonna take us back into space again with my next one. And it's Firefly.
1: Nice. I actually, I, sh- I shouldn't, I shouldn't be able to allowed to call myself a sci-fi. Oh, fan I was just going
0: to ask you where you stand on it. Firefly. I couldn't remember if you had seen it or not. And I have Well, I got seen it. good news. Got no it's good awfully for short. Seeing it. <laughs> it's actually horrible. No, it's horrible, Yeah, right. it's, like two it it's like fourteen episodes, one season. And then there's a movie and there's a movie and it's just wonderful. Oh yeah. It's the most, it's the, it's like a space Western. It's everyone says that, but everyone says that for a reason. Yeah. Um, yeah. Firefly is dope though, just because the, uh, the captain of the ship, Mal, Malcolm Reynolds, um, it means a lot to him, that ship. It's not like a particularly like the best or fastest or anything. It's just like perfect for his purposes. And, um, yeah just just such a cool cool shit but and it's pilot it's pilot wash played nice. by alan tudyk is one of my favorite characters in sci-fi shows i loved wash so much he's so funny yeah he's I'm great a, i'm a big alan but, tudyk fan yeah firefly's incredible anyone that hasn't watched it check it out but
1: yeah, yeah 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 your turn Let's see. So I already, I kind of already talked about Eleanor when I was talking about. There's, yeah, the there's GT390 so many cars in that movie that Bullet, are probably amazing that I'll,
0: I've already forgotten.
1: Yeah, so, but of course yeah. Eleanor's the the most memorable one. But all since I kind of already mm-hmm. talked about the Shelby Mustang, um, which by the way are super hard to find these days. Shelby cars are Shelby made versions of the Mustang he made a version of the Viper Shelby Cobra easily my favorite Shelby thing he ever did um, which you can't buy like you can't even I don't think any exists anymore even a replica shell if you were to just build your you build your own you can build your own yeah uh, Cobra out of kits but even just a right a shell that's not original. Whoa. Is over a hundred grand.
0: That's crazy. So they're not very attainable. That's I mean it sounds like if I ever just go get one.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a legend. Um but I think just as a oh, ball. Just one. all the James Bond um, cars. Um most popularly they're all different versions or yep. different years of that Aston Martin. I remember when DB5. they did the Aston Martin V12 Vanquish um,
0: in one of the Brosnan ones, I want to say tomorrow never dies or something. And that was like a big comeback thing for Aston Martin under the being, after being purchased by Ford or something. Uh, that was cool. Cause that was the one that disappeared. Yeah. Oh, you know what? That was, that was die. Yeah. That yeah, was die. Vanquish is a cool car too. In that movie. But, um, Yeah. The Bond. Yeah. All those Aston Martins are super iconic for a minute. He was in that, uh, what was it? The BMW Z four or Z three. I think he might've had both, but I know Z three, the helicopter like cut it in half when he was having lunch with that or how he was meeting up with that caviar
1: guy. Yeah. And then there was the, um, the other shout out I have from James Bond on my list was the 1976 Esprit. Lotus Spirit S1? Yeah, Not, the one. Known, the Esprit, s- known as submarine the submarine. That was so. That one. The one so went underwater.
0: Cool. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a really good one. Yeah, Bond cars are the best. They're so. I I I want the whatever we get after the current Bond. I hope they go back to like really gadgety and a little bit more wacky because the. The new ones are really good. They're good movies, I'm really or whatever, hoping so, but please. they're they're just kind of normal action movies. They don't stand out anymore from other action franchises. If yeah,
1: yeah, they blamed that on. I think I may have told you this back in the day, but they the people who make who've made the Daniel Craig ones blame the over serious tone of these ones oh, on okay. Austin Powers. They spoofed it. Because Austin, Austin Powers spoofed yeah. it so well and so extremely that they couldn't make regular James Bond any, movies anymore Honestly, because they would just I seem like they're spoofing like themselves. excuses for bad movies,
0: but that's a pretty good excuse as far as excuses go. Because it would have been hard during Austin Powers' run to go to a theater and watch somebody kick a knife into someone's neck that's
1: attached to his shoe. So... Yeah, but I'm hoping that we're far enough away from Austin Powers yeah. that we. And can, I've I've heard it suggested, and classic. I would be
0: into this for them to also uh-huh. go back in time again, have them take place in the '60s again. Why not? Like, yeah, I I do like that Bond isn't sure. like married to his own canon. You can kind of just move him around and do what you want. Yeah, yeah. It's but very, anyways, Bond yeah, is a great shout. Episodic. Um, I got one for us. Uh, that'll lead to something I know is on your list but I'm gonna go with the Giga Horse from Mad Max Fury Road that's the name of a Morton Joe's vehicle it's like a it's like two Cadillac cabs stacked on top of one another with monster truck tires and apparently it's called the Giga Horse I learned in my research and it is just the epitome of that movie and just like the style of vehicles in Mad Max so sick the car all of the cars in that fantastic uh, and and just wildly impractical like there's there's no way that like in any kind of I mean, dystopian the... future that you need to cut the cab off of the top off of a Cadillac and stack it on the top of another one like will you need monster truck tires yeah yes. sure maybe got drive the roads are all messed up no one's maintaining the roads anymore Do you need a stack, (laughs) Cadillacs? I guess so. Got you on my list. So
1: yeah, of course, because it's exciting. I just love, man. I love all of the names for everything. Like the world building in Mad Max is, I love it. Like they have things like the Bullet Farm and the Citadel, um, and they're they're ripping off. Names from like ancient Rome, like you know, Imperator Furiosa, like super cool. ancient Roman names. Um, I just I like how they, you know, yeah. I don't know. I just I'm I'm a, I'm a big fan. Yeah, there's a the, you yeah, came down off that of cool so high, you're there. like just like um, cruising,
0: and you're like I just I just like it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's like a, um, a, it's a,
1: yeah, you had you had Mad Max on your list, right? I did. I have a couple things from Mad Max. So everybody remember, probably there's so many great scenes, so many great shots in this movie. It's just a shot fest of awesomeness uh, that never stops. But everybody remembers the chained up guitarist, <laughs> absolutely on the front of the truck with the flame coming yep. out of his double guitars. Standing in front of his Not amps. Not so much standing, but So, yeah. that character's name is, she's uh-huh. the Coma <laughs> Doof Warrior, and that <laughs> truck is called the Doof Wagon. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, and he's, he was portrayed by a real musician, by an Australian so rock sick. and roll guy. Yeah, that part was so dope. <laughs> yeah. Um, And then, of course, there's the war rig, which is the big gas tanker uh, that Charlize Theron drives. Um, But then, of course, there is the star of of three Mm -hmm. Mad Max movies. The 1973 Ford Falcon XB GT Coupe VA Interceptor. Which is which is yeah, Mad Max's car. So sick. Um You get to see it in its original glory in the first Mad Max when it has uh, just a fabulous yellow and blue uh, <laughs> paint job. And then, it's, of course, she just gets ruddy yep. after that. Um, yeah, but it's such a great it, car. Yeah, it's so
0: good. It's super solid. Yeah, Iconic. Sure.
1: That's a really good one. I, I just like the idea of having, like, Cause the first Mad Max takes place in like a crumbling society. It's like, a, it's like we always see post-apocalyptic movies, but we don't see a whole lot of movies that are like yeah. in the transition. I feel like Mad Max is a great idea, a great example of a movie that would take place in the transition of societal yep. downfall because the, the cops are like kind of cops, but they still, they're violent and it, it's really just chasing people down on the highway and their high-speed souped-up V8s. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah. it's
0: so dope.
1: Uh, the living in a world that seems like just barely holding itself together and very yeah. dangerous and violent. Um, yeah, that's but yeah,
0: that's super good. It's a great car. Um, yeah, that's the doof wagon. The what doof wagon. <laughs> If you could pick, like, any role in a movie that's, like, a tertiary, like, background character, what's better than being that that guy?
1: It's such a great, like, it adds, I'm so glad that they put that in the movie. Like, whose idea was that? I mean, George Miller's, I think. I hope it was, because if it wasn't his, whoever came up with that deserves a yeah. million dollars. Because it probably wasn't dollars easy to, to shoot.
2: That? Good
0: idea.
1: And it just, it adds, there's so much flavor and so much style and personality yeah. in that. shot. It's just, I've, it's still probably a top five movie, top three movie that's come out in the last 10 years. Yeah,
0: it's so good. It was the first Blu-ray I ever bought.
1: Yeah, yeah. that's a good one. It's so, it's so colorful. Oh, it's gorgeous. I love
0: how colorful it is. It sucks how so many movies that when they move to digital film they didn't do a good job of saturating their colors. And we got this like shift of kind of like desaturated movies. Like a lot of the early, a lot of like half of the MCU kind of is actually like that. It's just like way duller than you'd imagine. Like I've seen some things posted where people are like, here's what it should have looked like. And it's like, they color correct a clip from an old MCU movie, like Iron Man one or two. And then you look at them next to each other and you're just like, Oh gosh, what could have been? And like, cause you don't realize when you're just sitting there watching the movie, but when it's come, when mm-hmm. you're shown a comparison, it's like, Oh boy. Um, all right. So my next one's a little bit, it's not as like classic, but it's just very cool to me. And it's the coolest thing about it is the omnidirectional tires. That's the second coolest thing about it. The first thing, the first coolest thing about it is that Will Smith is driving it and it's the cop car from iRobot. Uh, just like I guess shout out to that whole world for having those omnidirectional just like tire balls because when that in that tunnel scene in iRobot, there's um a, that like huge like giant truck that's full of like killer robots that try to murder him in a tunnel like even that thing has like gigantic omnidirectional tire balls and
1: Oh yeah, I totally forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, it's
0: like I said, it's a little more random, but it's I think it's just so dope. Um it's
1: a, they took they took a, it was an Audi concept yep. car, the RSQ. Yep.
0: Yeah, it looks like a derivative of like the R8, which is what Tony Stark drives, or Tony Stank. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, and yeah, it's, it's clearly just an Audi, but like, ugh, it's so cool, and I don't know. The, it's it's cooler in action than it is just like as like an like a collectible on your shelf but um yeah. yeah i thought that deserved a shout
1: definitely does yeah definitely does mainly
0: mainly i just want tire balls to be a real thing
1: um yeah so i've got so i got a great okay. one for yeah. you the 1984 ford Econo line. The Shaggin' Wagon from Dumb and yes. Dumber. Yes. <laughs> that was in my
0: honorable mentions list. Uh, which is probably <laughs> blasphemy to move that down to honorable mention, honestly. Um, God, what a beautiful car.
1: They just... How much did he say he spent on it in the movie? It was like
0: $30,000 or something. I don't remember. It was a lot. <laughs> but like the... I want to know like on like how early of a decision that was in the filming of the movie or were they like halfway through production and they were coming up to those scenes and they're like, yeah, someone go decorate that van like a dog and like, what you uh, mean like something. a decal or just whenever they decided they would needed that. I want to be in the room for the conversations where it was like, you mean like pictures of dogs? Like what are you talking about? Like, no, make it a dog
1: with, make with a tongue, th- give it a tongue. tongue. <laughs> Some tells me that was part of like the original concept oh, it for ha- the characters. It has to, was just just the, the dog <laughs> car, the dog van.
0: Yeah. Um apparently there's a I I tried to look it up real quick, but there's a replica that's selling for like twenty grand. So there you ah. go. That's great. <laughs> um yeah, that's so good. Mutt cuts, that's what it was called um yep. yeah that's a very good one um let's see my list is getting pretty thin here I got one main one and then four honorable mentions left how many you got left on your list
1: um let's see I've got one two three four five
2: like four or five
0: okay cool okay cool overall. so we'll we're, we're good um so the next one I'm going to do is uh you can take which version you like cuz it exists in multiple media but I'm thinking of it from the move the newest movie with Seth Rogen but the black beauty for Green Hornet is is a very okay. dope iconic just beautiful car and like it's got just yeah. like touches of green here and there that look really cool um, it looks just comic booky enough, but still just like a beautiful classic automobile. And then like all the little features built into it, it's you know you can throw it in a bucket with Bond cars because it's basically just a Bond car. But um, yeah, that's pretty. Sleek it's so on. nice. It's so cool. And that movie is actually really good. I rewatched it like I don't know a month ago, um, and it absolutely holds up. So there might be some like. I don't remember it might have been like some behavior some borderline misogynistic just behavior that used to be in movies all the time that's not in movies anymore but i don't know i could i could be wrong but yeah that car is beautiful and the fact that um kato just like built it like whatever it apparently was a it was a chrysler imperial crown um yeah beautiful car very cool features cool guns bulletproof record player in the back all the essentials yep very cool
1: so I've got the uh, it didn't play a mass well it was involved in at least one very very important very iconic scene okay movie even though you don't really see the car it happens inside the car (laughs) (laughs) But the 1976 AMC Pacer. Oh, I know. (laughs) From Wayne's World.
0: As soon as you said AMC, I was like, okay, (laughs) that's what it is. Uh, Yeah, that's a great car.
2: Such a goofy looking car. A little
0: light blue hatchback. (laughs) They just like spray paint flames on it themselves. (laughs) Like like the tiniest flames too. The car's already tiny, and they painted the flames super tiny. But it just fits because it's Garth's car, right? And he's just, like, such a yep. timid, like, he's timid, but he's, like, rock and roll at his heart. So, like, it makes sense he would have that little thing and he'd paint little tiny flames on it. <laughs> um, God. <laughs> such a, such a such goofy a, looking car. It a, is so Such so amazing weird. movies, too. Uh, the licorice dispenser, though. Like, come on. That's, that's legendary. Yep. I mean, what yeah. kid saw that and did not want a licorice dispenser in their car? Can you imagine yeah. having to drive and not have access to licorice at any moment while you are driving? It's just not right. a world I want to live in.
1: I just love the window shape in this car too. Like their their rear side windows, they're kind of like they're like swooped back and curved yeah, at the same time. So expensive it's to a replace, very... I imagine.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, which is ironic because it's a cheap ass car. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's a really good one. That's a really good one. Um, let's see. Everything I got left is a car except for one. So I'm going to do the last non-car that I have on my list.
1: Okay. I have two non-cars okay. on my I, list. You might
0: have this one. Um, If you don't have this one, I'll be a little surprised, but... The USS Enterprise. Captain John luc Cop Yeah, the USS Enterprise... The Enterprise, pick whichever version you want. The Starship Enterprise is a complete legend.
1: Nice, yeah. I was not thinking that big. I did not have the Enterprise. Yeah. It's a big one on here.
0: Uh, it's definitely the biggest one on our list. Um, yeah, it's the flying city, basically, but um,
1: or at least a flying building. Yeah, it's pretty big. I think I can't remember the crew size for the first one, but it is quite large. But I think I might have something on here that's. Ooh. Bigger than it, um, yeah. So depending, we might have to we might have to p- bring up the okay, tape for it. Yeah, we can look it up if it. we need to. Um, but
0: actually, you're making the, yeah. As we talk about this, I'm thinking of other stuff too that maybe we'll bring up. But the Enterprise, complete legend. Um, the only I was going to say earlier, you might run into the occasional Star Trek fan that wants to claim to you that the Enterprise is as iconic as the Millennium Falcon. Of course, they would be wrong. As a giant fan of both franchises. The Millennium Falcon is by far, like, the most iconic starship ever, period. But um, Enterprise. Brian's out here trying Enterprise to Enterprise is amazing. It's, it's, it's beautiful and fantastic. What? And, yeah, I love it. And I love Star
1: Trek. Yeah. So it's a good one. So I have, uh, I have two things on my list that are mm-hmm. sci-fi. Well, I guess besides the DeLorean, that's yeah. pretty sci-fi. <laughs> um, but the first one, this was one of my honorable mentions. I'll just bring it up since we're talking yep. about big stuff right now. Um, and I, it plays a bigger role in the comics, but we do see it a couple times mm-hmm. in the movies. But the Helicarrier—oh,
0: good, that's a good one. I had forgotten about that. Yeah, and they, they looks. I remember. So I remember when they were gonna do an Avengers movie. At the at the time, you were my foremost expert on Marvel comic books. You you might still be, but um, because I didn't grow up reading a ton of the comics, you read a decent amount of them, and so you had a much better encyclopedia in your head of what all this was. As I'm watching it unfold in the in the cinema. And you were like, how are they going to do the helicarrier? I just don't understand how they're even going to do that. It's probably going to look dumb. And it didn't. They pulled it off, and it looked, yeah. it looked really It looked good. super cool. Yeah, helicarrier, that's a really good one. I am curious. We might have to pull out the tape measure now and see. I mean, it's not going to be the biggest one, because I thought of one that I can't not mention that's definitely the biggest one probably. But, um, yeah, that's a really good one. It's a really really good one. Um So, one thing that I I added to my list um while I was talking about the Enterprise and we started talking about size was London in um Mortal Engines. Did you ever see Mortal Engines oh, by yeah. the
1: way? No, I just didn't You call yourself good a Peter Jackson it. fan? Um no, I'm Peter Jackson has been making some. Not I think good Peter Jackson probably lately. just like
0: agreed to read the script, <laughs> and like they put him on as a producer. Uh, and I think it. he just produced. No, it. he didn't direct it. He, he was a producer. It, yeah. But um, London, uh, wow, it's so cool. When I first saw the trailer for *Mortal Engines*, I was way more hyped than normal for that movie. Like, even. I mean, it's a great
1: Brian yeah. movie. I mean, I saw that the trailer. And I was like, "This is." I don't a great know how
0: Brian it's movie. not a great. How do how do you guys see that and go and not just go like, "Oh, I'm seeing that." Like, holy cow! Like, there's a city driving around. Like, is that premise confusing and dumb
1: if you don't think about it? Yeah, is it confusing and dumb if you think about it? Maybe, but like, i I do want to I do want to read the book though. I mean, it sounds like a super. I would interesting, love to re- I would like, love to read the book and world. then watch
0: the movie again because, from what I understand. Uh, there 's a lot of background information as to why cities are driving tanks now instead of c- cities that they barely touch on in the movie and leave you very confused and The only reason i wasn 't confused is because I like watched a video about like what you need to know before you see this movie but um, the visual the design the just insane size and in, of of London in that movie is so freaking cool. Yeah. yeah. So I added I added that one uh last minute. I added one more too, but
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I've got um the wheels get turning. I've got probably the most sci fi one on on here and then um yeah, that's about yeah, it. I got I'm one more and that. then like four honorable mentions. So I've got um from both the first movie and the second movie, they're both cool, but the light oh, cycles yes. from Tron.
0: That's so good.
1: I'm actually shocked so at the cool. lack of... I thought we'd have more
0: crossover on our lists. How do I not write light cycles? That's such a good one. <laughs> yeah, those are beautiful. And they look so good in like the old movie. In like, the first Tron movie, they look good. In the second Tron movie, they look incredible. Yeah, that's Super a really, weird. really good one. And I already said earlier that the the Tumbler motorcycle was the best motorcycle ever committed to screen, but but now you brought up the Tron bike, and I'm I feel I yeah the I'm I'm still
1: hopes that they're gonna do Tron. Me too.
0: I hope so. The new Tron was decent. Yeah, Yeah,
1: it was fun. I liked it. I love the original too. I I absolutely love the original
0: Tron. So I'd be super down for more. I bet you they will, based solely on the fact that they're about to open. A, a new Tron roller coaster at Disney world. So like they're, the franchise is like, they still see it as something. And so the fact that they're building a brand new ride for it, I think makes it at least somewhat likely that they haven't given up on the movie franchise. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's a really good one. Um, all right. So here's my last main one. I don't know why, I, what, what determines like honorable mention versus main mention. I guess it's just completely random, but I'm going to go with, and again, this came up as a late edition, uh, because we were talking about big stuff, but Valerian, the city of a thousand planets. Cause first of all, you saw Valerian, right? Oh man. I can't, we got to do yeah. a, uh, we got to do like a fifth element slash Valerian episode. That'd be really fun. But, uh, Valerian. Yeah it starts off as like this big ship, like that people leave earth. Like they get on the ship and they're like, we got to, we can't stay on earth. So they build like this big earth ship and then they, there's this really cool, not quite time-lapse, but sort of time-lapse of it. Like just growing over time. Cause they like meet other civilizations and the ship itself just grows and evolves and changes throughout time. And to the point where it becomes so big that it's called the city of a thousand planets because it becomes more of just like, this enormous city yeah it's crazy it's very cool though yeah it's a good one nice and i really liked that movie a couple little tweaks i would make personally but overall i thought valerian was pretty
1: dope cool so um you got any more uh i have a few just like quick ones um well, this one's pretty... It's not quick. It's pretty iconic. I just haven't seen okay. the movie in a really long time. But I am a huge Dick Van Dyke fan. Um, and so, of course, yes. I got to bring it up. Titty,
0: titty bang, bang. <laughs> That's so good. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Titty, titty, bang, bang. Is it weird that when I think of yeah. that movie, I first think of
1: the Rube Goldberg device that makes their breakfast, and then I think of the car? <laughs> like that. No, no. First thing... The first thing I think of when I hear Chitty Chitty Bang Bang is uh, Ace Ventura. We, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang,
2: Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Chitty
0: Chitty Bang Bang. Oh my god, so good. I bet y'all thought, I bet you guys thought
1: we were. As he's he's driving in like the (laughs) Safari Jeep or something. Yeah, Throw that Safari Safari Jeep up on here too. That's it. Put, put the survivor Jeep up on this list. Specifically when Spencer he's too. driving
0: on the smooth road bouncing up and down. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Uh, oh, God, I love Ace Ventura so, so much. That's such a good entry, for sure. Yeah. Um, all right, so I got uh, honorable mention. Uh, how about Lightning McQueen? I should have brought this up earlier when you were talking about Steve McQueen. But, but Lightning McQueen from uh, yeah. the Cars franchise... And you can include that whole gang, I guess. All those cars, all those vehicles are obviously, um, you know, important, dope, cool, iconic movie vehicles. So. I love the personalities of them. Like, especially, like, all the, like, little random ones. Yeah. Yeah, I love those, those movies and, are done well. Uh, cars Land at Disneyland is the second most immersive experience I've ever had in my life. Like, you it's crazy like you walk down the street and all of a sudden you are in radiator springs and like the main ride at the end of the road um i forget what it's called off the top of my head but um it's so so good it's some of the best work that that i've ever seen at disneyland but yeah the first most uh, the most immersive thing is still galaxy's edge that's just like mind-blowing but
1: I've seen the first Cars movie probably yeah. like forty times. When I was before I went off to college, I worked in the electronics department at a uh-huh. Kmart. Yeah, was that, Kmart, that when Rob worked there with you? You guys loved Maybe.
0: that. I don't. You remember. worked there at the same or time. and You just day? loved it. <laughs> yeah, because I think, I think that was that right. summer. That was that summer where we were hanging um, out at Rob's house all the time until
1: like five in the morning. Yes, I think, and I think I got fired from that job because I called in. After one of those hangouts, yeah, one of for those sure. Five a.m. <laughs> one of those five a.m. Just <laughs> tying one on. That was, that was so much
0: fun. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, that was the college, or that was the we yeah. uh, summer Was it on all the time in the electronics um, department, though? Yeah, it was on all the time. So it was that mm-hmm. movie. It was Cars One, uh, okay. the first Ice Age. Or was it, is it the first or second Ice Age? Nice. and Superman returns. And I can confidently say I have not sat through any <laughs> I I of those since. <laughs> I don't
2: think
0: I don't think you're I mean cars is great, <laughs> but if you've seen it that many times, I think you're I think you're good. Um yeah. all right, so do you have more honorable mentions? I got three more. Um I have, the love I have Bug, Herbie. there you go. I, okay, here's a weird this is, Uh, this is a good time for the children to po- to turn the podcast on very low volume or something. Um, it's not that bad. But the Lindsay Lohan version of Herbie, there's like a scene in there where I mean, I assume multiple scenes where they did it, but there's one scene I think where you can see them digitally enhance her boob size. <laughs> in the film Herbie the Love Bug. <laughs> of all films <laughs> like they're like no nice we need to I get don't think I ever saw seats the in this don't theater in this state is how we're doing it um yeah. yeah yeah that's a good one that's iconic how about uh let's see i'm gonna save that one for last uh just because sully if he's listening is just sitting there going come on come on but uh leave extraordinary gentleman car do you remember that car yeah, like oh, yeah, the six Nemo wheel, the, the three axled, six wheeled, like super long, uh, you know, turn of the uh, Victorian yeah. Batmobile, like a white Victorian Batmobile, yeah. basically, is what it was. And it was gorgeous. Like that car, like, oh, my gosh, it was one of it's yeah, that's actually probably pretty high on my list of, of just coolest looking movie vehicles. Yeah. Yeah. The so, Nautilus so car. Cool. Um very cool. Yeah, love that one. It's just like the headlight, like the area where the headlights are is so ornate. Like there's these sculpted elephants and like the interior yeah. like just the ornateness of it. It kinda makes me want to get a car and just like deck it out in like super ornate, you know, gold and it's so it's so impractical like why would you need four front wheels <laughs> because the engine's that heavy because it's so fast yeah i guess <laughs> it's so
1: fast right
0: it's beautiful yep oh yeah i love it that's a good one i love it i love it um i got two left
1: let's see let's see if i can find another one um Oh, the uh I can't believe i didn't bring this up earlier. The um 1977 Pontiac Trans Am from Smoking the Bandit. Oh yep. Classic. Very classic. With the uh um had the T roof on it with this like the one support right in the middle. Yeah. Black with gold trim, very cool car.
0: Really, really cool car.
1: Um classic muscle car.
0: Yeah. Um, for some reason, that is making me want to say, uh, "Kit, Knight Rider." Not a movie, though. Not a movie, but boy, I think I think I. I mean, I probably saved us a couple emails. Although maybe I shouldn't have said that because I want emails, so I, I messed that up. But um, yeah. So that's a good one. Uh oh, this is not a movie one either. One of my honorable mentions is not a movie one. But it's this—it's the stair truck from Arrested Development. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's pretty iconic, though. It's so good. <laughs> um. Anyways, I got one last one, and all right. that is just all the Fast and Furious cards. So some are more iconic than others, depending on who you ask. Like Dom's um
1: charger in the first movie. I'd probably say the chart just. I think the Charger's been in a few of them but that's probably the most iconic one
0: yeah I mean but there's also like the Toyota Supra in the first movie uh, the Nissan Skyline in the second movie super iconic there's a lot of just like beautiful muscle cars peppered
1: throughout the franchise yeah. like after you get to uh, the fourth movie there's a lot of cool cars in that movie I don't know if they're iconic I mean no. just like but as like, like as it Gone groups, in 60 Seconds as a group of cars they had to be on the list yeah but um, god, those those early ones are just like the most nineties slash early two thousands grouping of just riced up. Oh my god!
0: It's the most perfect,
1: accurate like, d- reflection of the times that it ever could uh, just have been. Like angsty, souped up cars. It's it's looking back on time. If I were to go back and rewatch the first two, yeah. I feel like I would physically cringe by how ridiculous some of those cars are. Oh, you would definitely cringe
0: at the cars. For sure. No doubt. But but at the same time like you lived through it like like, with the... like you were the exact demographic that they were aiming these movies at. So like there was a time where don't tell me you never bought a Super Street magazine or a hot import tuner.
1: I never did. I was I I kind of I think I liked those type of cars for like a minute. Yeah. But I, I'd, I've i always been a muscle car guy. Yeah. I think, like, the most modern car I liked until... So you didn't like the toys with stickers? Like, what's that? It was, it was either... It was like,
0: somehow, it was muscle cars versus toys with stickers. <laughs> like, I don't know right. how we got there. I mean, it's because people figure out how to make those toys with stickers very fast. But... Right. Um, and it, was, like and it was so, it's, like it's so accessible, were... too. Like, the budget. Like, you could buy a car for $3,000 and spend $2,000 souping it up and feel like you were the shit. Yeah,
1: it was so common back
0: yeah, then. Yeah, it was very common.
1: Everybody's older brother had a freaking Toyota Corolla that they... Lowered. Lowered and put some super... Like a wings west hum, or a
0: wings west kit on it, and like uh some just like big old wheels from Les Schwab because they got a buddy that works there and they got like a hookup. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They
1: got the they got the fin in the back and the yeah, the, the muffler modulator, whatever it's called that makes it sound different, even though like literally nothing's changed on the engine
2: of the car. <laughs> yeah, for sure.
0: <laughs>
1: They're just you know fake it till you make it, right?
0: Um, but yeah, those mo- those movies are. Um, in the world of movie vehicles, those are iconic. I will also mention, though, the Incredible Hulk car in Tokyo Drift. Do you remember that?
1: Never saw Tokyo Drift. I've only seen the first Fast and the Furious and Too Fast Too Furious. Really? Yeah, it's like those those movies don't do anything for me. I'm just so I you kind of stayed. There. You
0: stayed in the I've, headspace that we were all in at the time. So like when. Tokyo Drift came out. Everyone was like, okay, apparently they're done making good Fast and the Furious movies. I don't need to watch this. And then a lot, a lot of people that watched it didn't like it. I I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, I know Sully loved it. It's one of his favorite movies, but the, um, um, which is pretty random. If you saw like a list of Sully's favorite movies, that one would stick out like a sore thumb. But, and then four, I thought was pretty bad. But then once they got to five, it was no long. It's just like a, it's like a ridiculous action franchise.
1: Yeah, that's was like, was that the one where they started like driving cars through falling skyscrapers and stuff? uh Yeah, the, I think the
0: skyscraper is technically was six or seven, but that's it's five is where it set the tone for what they were going to become. And um as soon as you accept, like, okay, this movie will ignore physics when it feels like it looks cool and you just like go on these like brainless fun action rides with them. Like it, that's super entertaining. And if, you know, if you're in the mood for just something like that, they definitely deliver. But, um, yeah, I think they're, I definitely think they're worth watching for sure if you haven't, but, uh, yeah, that was the, that was the last thing I had on my list. Uh, I bet I can look around my room and find another good one though.
1: Let's see. So I found oh, that's... a couple of interesting ones, so that are just just hecka cool. Um The Giant Eagle from Lord of the Rings.
0: Sure, sure. I'm just sure. kidding. As <laughs> a, a movie
1: vehicle, right? Uh there's a six thousand SUX from Robocop. That used to be a seventy-seven Oldsmobile Cutlass Supreme. <laughs> Which is such a great name for a car. Oldsmobile Cutlass Supreme. It's pretty good. Like those three words don't deserve to be next to each other. It's such a weird. It's pretty good. I
0: can't. So it was like, what? What year did this, was this car in this movie? The 80s? Late 80s? Uh, yeah. So I can't imagine being in the theater and being like, oh, that is sick. Because <laughs> like, it just
1: looks like, it looks like somebody put something on my grandma's trunk. The back of it looks so dumb. Here's a great looking car, though. Um, The 1967 Plymouth Belvedere GTX from Tommy Boy, that David Spade drives.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. It's a pretty Um, looking car. I remember that. That's a good one. Um, I can't believe this one didn't make my list. That one's like they treat that car like it's so simple. Like he he cares about his car in the movie, but like that's like a cool classic car. Yeah, but he's just like whatever. I'm just a simple guy, and this is my car. Um, um, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna mention the crappy blue Chevy Nova from Beverly Hills Cop. It's my favorite movie of all time, so I have to mention yeah. this. But um, to me, that's super iconic. I love that so much. That's a um, great one. Yeah, and I used to want one. Like I used to want to go buy an old Chevy Nova and dent the side of it, and like. <laughs> paint it to look like it was rusted the same because to me if like a movie replica like a movie replica car it's got to look the same or what am i doing like i'm not just going to drive an old crappy Chevy nova if it doesn't look like the one in the movie
1: yeah that checks out
0: so yeah i got it you got to get it and then you got to get a sledgehammer or whatever or hit or find the right pole or whatever you got to do and uh you know modify
1: it so this is one that i can't believe didn't make my list um is the classic wood wrap station wagon, the 1975 Ford LTD Country Squire from National Lampoon's Vacation. Yeah, National Lampoon, for sure. I almost brought it up when we talked Christmas Vacation, and then I got sidetracked. I mean, it's it's the classic. Like, when you think of a family station wagon, like, that's what pops in my head. Still. (laughs) Like, just. Like, is there another car that pops into anybody else's head when they think of a station wagon? For sure
0: um here's another couple that are related to one another that i think it's obvious why they didn't jump out to us but going back to star wars the
1: atst the atat yeah i mean those are super super dope when i was you could definitely tell when i was doing research for this i was not thinking sci-fi for the most part
0: yeah you're looking more (laughs) at cars but that's good because i kind of went the other direction so i think we got end up with a really good mix um, um,
1: there's another great one it's definitely not really the star of the movie but it just fits so perfectly it's I don't even think there's a millimeter of paint on this entire car it's just one giant rust bucket with a <laughs> dented hood but the 1973 Ford Gran Torino from The Big Lebowski oh yes that's a good one
2: <laughs>
1: that's a I, really good one
0: I love that movie yeah oh or uh the general lee we can't not mention the general lee that is a movie technically um they got a couple it is. couple modern versions of that car th- exist on it's film m- it's more famous because of the tv show but yeah. they did make the movie they did um yeah that's that's really good uh Lee is super does optimus
1: iconic, so. prime count as a vehicle oh we're
0: idiots how do we skip the transformers <laughs> We're just like catching our like we're our own it's like we're listening to the podcast yelling at ourselves right now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. The Transformers count, Bumblebee, Optimus Prime. Very cool.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, here you go. Since I've been doing a pretty decent job of doing the complete names for these cars. Mhm. Um so, do you want to know do you want to know what the full name is for the Herbie Love Bug car? <laughs> okay, is it Let me guess.
0: 1967 Volkswagen Beetle.
1: Do you want to guess how many words are in this name?
0: <laughs> no, just let's just
1: have it. It's the 1963 Volkswagen Beetle model 117 deluxe sunroof sedan. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs>
0: Te- Tesla's great? over here with the Model Y. This like <laughs> like this. Wow, that's very complicated, guys. Why why did we decide on that? You got to list all the options in the name of the car. <laughs> that's crazy. Um, I love movie vehicles, man. Is there? We probably forgot about a tank or two. There's a tank and um, ant man. That's pretty cool. Or how about Tank Girls? Tank. Sure, that's a good one. I just watched Tank Girl a couple days ago.
1: I love that movie. There's uh, there's a car that uh. You're like, uh, blah, blah, blah. You're like sure. <laughs> No, there's that car Carl What's-Your-Face drives in uh, Kill Bill Volume 1. The, the yellow Silverado. You mean the, the pussy, pussy wagon? wagon. <laughs> <laughs> the 97 Chevy 2500.
0: Yeah, like extended cab, extended bed, just behemoth. Yeah. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, and then
1: since you, since you brought up the General Lee, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we also have to bring up... Oh, I know what you're going to... The it Ben was, Stiller movie. It it was made more famous because it was a show first, but the Starsky and Hutch, yeah, the 76 Ford Gran Torino, the Striped Tomato. Yeah,
0: that's a good call. As it was called. That's a good call. We could do the same with the A-Team van if we wanted to
1: use this loophole again. Yeah. Um, God, they really just... What about... What about the... This is a great one, and I would forgotten about this totally. I'm... If you can't yeah. tell already I am on a, on a list of cars. we're just go- yeah we're just <laughs>
0: we we went through our
1: own pre-research ideas and now we're just googling stuff there is this is such a crazy looking car the 1948 Ford Deluxe convertible the grease lightning from Greece that thing looks insane. I remember it in
0: my head just looking like an old like coolish car but it looks like a concept car from that ba- from back in the day it's cr- yeah. actually crazy looking
1: so cool.
2: Yeah.
0: Um what about off the top of my head, I just thought of the Wolf of Wall Street Lamborghini that he crashes. Yeah. That car is so sick. Yep. Um Let's see.
1: I think I'm done. Yeah.
0: I think that's good. <laughs> I think we're <laughs> I think that's enough googling things for this episode. <laughs> um yeah, I love movie vehicles. It's so much fun to talk about them. I can't wait to see the obvious ones that we're going to get yelled at about, uh, because I know there's going to be some that we're just like, oh wow, we failed. My research was
1: extensive. Well, but I guess I probably like. I'm sure we'll get hit with a lot of sci-fi stuff to think about. Yeah,
0: well, I don't have that excuse. I looked for sci-fi and cars, and I'm sure I left some big ones off the list for sure.
1: Like what about the flying saucers from Mars Attacks?
0: Touche. Very iconic. Very iconic. I could easily draw that off the top of my head that movie's. i want to watch that again it's been a minute that movie's really good they uh we should watch like mars attacks and um idiocracy just like weird i don't know for some reason those fit in a bucket for me (laughs) (laughs) that's like that mars attacks doesn't even take place in the future it's just i just love jack black's
1: short little bit in that movie just
0: like such a it's the satire that i like about in mars attacks yeah. Or how about the greatest football player of all time, Jim Brown?
1: <laughs> He's in list. Mar- that's time. right. What is Jack Black's part again? He's uh one of the main char- one of our main characters, like stepbrother Oh, that's right. Brother in law who's like joins the military and then gets wasted.
0: Yep. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. Oh wow. Um yeah. Well we could throw out the, the car from the hangover. That silver, whatever that was, that was pretty cool. Um mm. anyways yeah so that's that's some of the most iconic movie vehicles um that we have opinions about and um yeah i can't wait to see what's next i love it's one of my favorite things about world building and movies is the vehicles i also really love the weapons so at some point i'd love to do a weapons episode uh where we look at all the most iconic like sci-fi weapons or just weapons in general yeah um sci-fi sci- weapons and
1: sci-fi weapons would be kind of cool yeah yeah for sure
0: next uh we're gonna do a different segment i know at the top of the podcast i suggested we might do unnecessary sequel but i think we're gonna save that for maybe next time and because we want to talk about movies that you may not have heard of or probably haven't seen that we like and just kind of share these hidden treasures with you guys so we're going to call this segment Hidden Treasures, unless I come up with a more creative name at a later date.
1: Um, Mike, what do you got for us? Uh, so this is a movie that I found about a decade ago. Um, it's one of Peter Jackson Peter Jackson's first movies mm-hmm. from 1993, uh, released in New Zealand called Braindead. Here in the United States, it's called Dead Alive. I don't know why they didn't call it Brain Dead here, but that's strange. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, classic. It's just a fantastic, gory movie. It's. I think it's still rated as the most gory movie of all time. Um, of all time. Of all time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> there. I mean, there's a scene in this movie where our hero Lionel enters a house full of juiced up stimulated zombies mm-hmm. and in order to get through these wave of zombies in order to reach his love Paquita he has he mows them down with a lawnmower. Oh, he literally mows them down. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> oh my
2: gosh.
1: It's such a great movie. So it's it's about What year are we a, talking? Uh this movie came out in 93. 93, okay. Uh, Ninety-three in the United States. Yeah. Um, it's a movie about this, like, hybrid, diseased rat monkey creature uh-huh. that gets shipped into the Wellington Zoo in New Zealand uh, by mistake. And our hero, Lionel, is out on a date at the zoo with Paquita. Mm-hmm. And Lionel's uh, domineering, overbearing mother, Vera... Is uh, tailing him on his date. Yeah. Gets bit by this rat monkey. <laughs> and over the course of the next couple of days, d- deteriorates. Uh-huh. Culminating in her full transition into a zombie creature as she eats her own ear after it falls off. And then eating Paquita's dog later. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um... Lionel discovers this, tries to hide the fact that she's a zombie, Mm -hmm. and eventually it just leads into more and more and more people getting infected, and now Lionel has a basement full of zombies. Um, The movie culminates with Paquita bringing what she thinks would be a zombie poison, Mm -hmm. but is really a bunch of animal stimulants, which just revive all the zombies and then turn them into all these just enhanced super killers. Oh no! And Lionel's mom Vera turns into this like house-sized zombie that just consumes everything, um, swallowing Lionel whole. And then Lionel has to chop his way out of her.
2: <laughs> what? <laughs> That's insane. Yeah,
1: it's so awesome. It's so it's it's a horror comedy. So it's not super dark, okay. but it is—it is quite brutal. It's. Should we watch it in October as one of our Halloween movies? We should. It's so good, like, <laughs> yeah. Imagine the gore of like Evil Dead, but way more slapstick. <laughs> that sounds great. It's so good. It's. I'm just excited to see everybody what everybody loves it. It's got it's got a really really high rating on Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic and anywhere else that has a rating on this movie. It's just not super well known, but I've yeah. everybody I've recommended this movie to loves it. It's oh, that's cool. And so it's called it, Brain Dead or Dead Alive. Yeah, you'll probably find it as Dead Alive if you're looking here in the states. Okay. It sounds great. That's crazy. And he said it's t- Peter
0: Jackson directed this?
1: Yeah, Peter Jackson had some bangers when he first started. Um he, like his whole first phase of his career was like his splatter phase. Yeah. Um where he did this and he did uh Meet the Feebles. Um Meet the Feebles? Yeah. I wonder if that's why Meet the Deedles is called Meet the Deedles. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't, I don't know. Uh, another early, another early one that he did that I really like, much more well known though, is the Frighteners. I absolutely love the Frighteners. Yeah, with Michael with Michael J. Fox.
0: Um, I don't know if I've seen the Frighteners.
1: Really, you should. It's super good. Yeah, I love Michael J. Fox, so I'd probably be excited to watch that one. Definitely less of a hidden gem than Brain Dead. Yeah. Um, but not still not super mainstream. Yeah. But it's a great one. Nice. What about you? What Let's do you do got? What's your what's your what's your hidden gem? Uh my hidden gem. <laughs> gem
0: is subjective. I think it's a gem. Um and I'm I mean I'm obviously like the end all be all movie critic. So I'm gonna read this storyline from you guys right off of IMDB. Okay. You gonna give us the name of it? Uh sure. <laughs> the movie is uh nineteen eighty eight. Gina Davis, Earth Girls Are Easy. That's the title of the movie. It is not an adult film, despite what it sounds like it may be. Uh, but it's got it's got listen to this cast. Gina Davis, Jeff Goldblum, Jim Carrey, and Damon Wayans. This now movie. you feel now you feel silly for never having heard of it. Alright, so here's the here's the storyline. Uh these <laughs> Three furry and funny aliens travel around the universe in a spaceship and receive a broadcast showing human females. They're fa- It's not an adult film. Stay with me. They are fascinated by these shapely creatures and discover that the broadcast came from Southern California on Earth. Meanwhile, Valley Girl Valerie Gale... So their Valley Girl is named Valerie Gale. Uh, feels her cold fiancé, Dr. Ted Gallagher, is slipping away and decides to seduce him. Instead, she catches him cheating... Uh, on her with a nurse throws him out and smashes his things putting a decided damper on her future wedding plans in las vegas she brings them into her home and the aliens prove to be quick learners and absorb american pop culture and language through television it this okay that's the whole storyline off imdb it skipped a pretty important fact they crashed their spaceship oh no i skipped it i read poorly oops uh the alien spaceship crashed lands in valerie's swimming pool putting a decided damper on her future plans, etc. So they, these aliens are flying around. They see on their alien TV, uh, Southern California girls, they crash into her pool and they're just furry. They're just like subtly tiger striped, just two tone, furry, yellow, red, and blue aliens played by Jim Carrey. He plays the red one, um, which I believe he's whiplock. And then Mac is the blue one. He's a blue furry alien played by Jeff Goldblum and Zebo is, is a yellow furry alien played by (laughs) damon wayans and it's just it's definitely just like a slapstick stupid comedy from 1988 and um it's really fun it also has uh oh what's his name it's got a young um oh what's his name he's really funny in this uh michael mckean is that what i'm thinking of yeah it's got is it mckean mccain either way he plays like this surfer dude in it that's just like, like okay, whatever. Like, they, she needs the pool clean. She she's like, I don't know what to do about this alien spaceship in my pool, so she calls her pool cleaner, and he just shows up and he's like, yeah, I could da- I could help you out with this. Like, it's <laughs> so good? But yeah, so she works at a nail salon, and so she takes the aliens in, and they give she gives them like a makeover, and sh- slash shaves them all, and then it. Ro- <laughs> It re- that reveals that they just look like Jeff Goldblum, Jim Carrey, and Damon Wayans underneath their fur. <laughs> <laughs> like skin color and everything. And then, um, yeah, shenanigans ensue. Uh, she's just trying to not let the government capture the aliens, and she's afraid that they'll get mistreated or whatever, and so they just party in California together and try to get them safely on their ship and headed home. Or whatever. Yeah, so just super silly. Um, just Wonderful, wonderful, fun, stupid movie. Uh, there's there's like a music video in the middle of it <laughs> because they, they like deleted some scenes and they just felt like they needed to compensate for it. So they shot like a music video
1: starring one of the fellow – like one of the coworkers. Um, well, Brian, I don't you're, – you're, I don't think you're alone in your uh, hidden love of this movie because apparently uh-huh. – according to the Wikipedia page that this movie inspired Britney Spears and Iggy Azalea to make pretty girls, the 2015 song, pretty girls. There you go. So all the best people like this movie. <laughs> the movie's more mainstream than you thought. It's super mainstream.
0: <laughs> Dang. I should have talked about like empire strikes back or something. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's so good. It's so silly. It's so stupid. It's so fun. It's the, I have a huge crush on '80s Gina Davis, uh, so that doesn't hurt. And actually, fun fact on this movie: her and Jeff Goldblum got married during the production of this film. Oh. yeah. So, and it was the third movie they were in. Two other movies together. Uh, one of them I will save for a future episode of Hidden Treasures. Um, but the other one was The Fly. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So Earth Girls Are Easy uh if yeah it's super funny and silly and just schlocky 80s goodness so yep so that's gonna do it for uh for our brand new segment hidden treasures or hidden treasure or whatever name we come up with later that's better um yeah so i think that's it for this episode mike uh i had a lot of fun talking about all these cool vehicles and cars and
1: stuff um, yeah, that was a cool subject. That was a lot of fun. That was fun to research. I want to go back and watch Bullet now. Do it. And the Mad Max movies. I got partway through the first one yesterday. Nice. And I loved it. Oh, you should save Mad Max because
0: we should do a Mad Max episode. That would be really fun. I mean, yeah. you can just watch
1: them again if you want to later. But I definitely want to do like an episode on each movie. That would be cool. Or maybe we'll just do a whole Mad Max We series. could just have like, like a whole single a single show on Mad Max. We don't
0: need to do We could either do that or we could just have like a Mad Max segment. It doesn't have to be like the main feature of the show. We could just be like, all right. And this week we're going to do our, our
1: Mad Max files. Cause we watched Mad Max again. Yeah. So, I mean, the first two were great. It's been so long since I've seen Thunderdome. It's, it's sort of like the oddball one. Cause it doesn't really feel like a Mad Max. movie. I love it. <laughs> it's so silly. Um, um, and then of course, Fury Road is, 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 by far the best of the bunch
0: yeah uh definitely definitely um anyways so yeah that's gonna do it for this week you guys uh this episode is over now i don't know what i was gonna say but um if you're not already follow us on social media i'm gonna start uh putting out new content it's Right now, I realize that our social media is kind of just serving as a reminder that the podcast is available to listen to now. And so we're going to add to that. Uh, you'll hear our voices more. You'll see our thoughts more on there. So make sure you follow. Uh, make sure you like and subscribe if you're on YouTube. Uh, Mike, did I miss any any good advice for the people? Any? Uh,
1: tell all your friends about the the, the new best, greatest, the Movie Jungle. Yeah,
0: tell them about the best podcast named The Movie Jungle.
1: That's right. It's the best one, I think. We are among the top ten podcasts that Joe Rogan has not listened to. Yep. So think about it like that. Think
0: about it like that. There's no proof that we're not.
1: That's true. Probably, there
0: probably is. There's probably lots of proof that we're not. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next week.